Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM of Curse of Strahd Twice Spitten and author of Curse of Strahd Reloaded. Today, I'm going to walk you through my process for assembling Strahd encounters from scratch. You can see this method in action every Saturday on Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten, a 100% rules-as-written campaign that I run for five other Curse of Strahd DMs. According to Curse of Strahd, Strahd von Zarevich should appear often throughout the campaign to tempt, terrorize, and toy with the PCs. His efforts are driven by his search for a successor or consort, and to this end, he pressures the PCs, tormenting and dividing them to see how and when they break. Like any criminal or villain, Strahd's appearances are defined by three factors. Means, motive, and opportunity. Means are the tools he uses to torment the PCs. Motive is his reason for doing so. And opportunity defines when and how he shows up. Together, these limiting variables make Strahd an interesting and complex adversary. Let's start with the third factor, opportunity, and work our way backward. Strahd is neither omniscient nor omnipresent. As such, he needs intelligence to carry out his attacks. He can learn of the PC's locations and intent through his spies, be they wolves, bats, Vistani, or others. Each of these wandering spies reports back to Castle Ravenloft at dusk and dawn, limiting the flow of information. But remember, Strahd has an intelligence score of 20. A genius like him can easily assemble small pieces of evidence into a scarily accurate conclusion. He can test these conclusions through the use of his scrying spell. Free of the sun's chains, Strahd is free to scry on his enemies at all hours of the day. Once he obtains a possession or body part from one of the PCs, he may target one of them. But until then, he is also free to target Irina Koliana if she's traveling with the party. Strahd can appear to the PCs at day or night. But as a creature of night, Strahd favors the time after dusk, especially because he can more easily find his prey while they're resting. However, if his spies have provided him with good information, he may predict where the PCs can be found and lie in wait to intercept them. He can even direct his wandering spies to report to him in the field. While they won't return to Ravenloft until dusk or dawn, he can likely encounter them in the wilderness of Barovia. Strahd's approach may change depending on the PC's location. If the PCs are behind a threshold, he may have to knock on the door and charm his way in. He might have his minions break through the windows or claw through the ground, or even set the structure alight with a well-placed fireball. If the PCs are in a fortified location, like Argenvastolt or Van Richten's tower, Strahd may seek to catch the PCs unaware when they exit. He may send his minions in to spy on them or steal their belongings, but his best-case scenario is finding the PCs outdoors, unprotected and vulnerable to his assaults. Finally, don't forget that certain special events can cause Strahd to automatically appear or provide him new information. These include Aragal's Ride and the Lady Vokter's Wish event, the Assassin's Mirror in Velaki, or Irina's Escape at the Blessed Pool. Strahd does nothing without a purpose. To this end, he will always approach the PCs with at least one of five main motives in each encounter. When Strahd is socializing, he's seeking to introduce himself to the PCs and instill respect and terror in their hearts. He may ensnare their minds via charm or partake of their blood with his bite, but he won't attack outright. When Strahd is performing espionage, he is seeking to gain information about the PC's capabilities. He did not appear outright, but nothing prevents him from lurking outside the PC's windows and listening to their conversations with detect thoughts or his supernatural perception. Strahd might also attempt to corrupt the PCs, either by dividing their trust or by coaxing a PC to his side with promises of vampiric power. He may direct his attacks at one PC while favoring another, 
or approach a character in private with promises of aid. Strahd is also always looking to intimidate the PCs. It's always good to show up every once in a while to let his subjects know who's boss, especially if they've acted rudely or defiantly. Often, he'll lean on his minions to do the dirty work, or he'll work to destroy a sanctuary they found. Finally, Strahd is a tyrant, and tyrants love domination. Even if no PC is worthy to succeed him, they're still outsiders, and there is nothing Strahd loves more than crushing outsiders beneath his heel. Finally, and most importantly, Strahd has two sets of tools at his disposal, his minions and his stat block. Let's look at his minions. His direwolves and wolves are reliable allies in the woods, but don't forget that he can charm guardsmen to allow his creatures to enter fortified settlements. His bats can easily enter through open windows and chimneys, while his ghouls and straw zombies can claw their way from the earth beneath the PC's feet. His vampire spawn alone are blocked by a threshold, and for good reason. They pose a far greater threat than any other minion, and will destroy any party that lacks the sunsword or holy symbol. Finally, Strahd can also show up alone, and depending on how you play it, that may be the most dangerous encounter of all. Strahd also has his stat block, the most powerful weapon in Barovia. You can divide his capabilities into three buckets, his primary vampiric features, his secondary monstrous features, and his tertiary magical features. Strahd will begin by relying on his primary features, expose his secondary features if the PCs prove a threat, and reveal his tertiary features only when he wishes to see the PCs dead. Because the PCs will encounter Strahd many times through the campaign, I recommend revealing and focusing on only a few new features in any given encounter. Strahd places cards close to his chest, and a steady drip of new information can give your PCs a chance to learn his capabilities by heart. Strahd's vampiric tools comprise the bulk of his primary features. He will use these to strike fear and terror into the PCs' hearts, and to teach them their place beneath him. His charm and bite can expose the PC's vulnerabilities, while his regeneration and unarmed strike can make him a deadly threat to low-level parties. Fogcloud will set the stage, and Polymorph can teach disrespectful PCs a lesson, so long as their wisdom score and character level are low enough. His Children of the Night feature highlights his dominion over beasts, and his legendary actions will reveal a monster of supernatural power and speed. Strahd's secondary features reduce his mystique while exposing his monstrous side. He may disguise himself or attack as a beast, spy on the PC's thoughts to manipulate or eavesdrop, or vanish into the darkness, only to attack from hiding moments later. He may aim to taunt or disgust the PCs through animate dead, or wield his spider climb to gain deadly, if less respectable, advantages. Finally, if Strahd is truly looking for a throwdown, he'll dip into his tertiary features. Here, he may conceal himself as a cloud of mist, or vanish into thin air via greater invisibility. If he's seeking death and destruction, he'll cast Fireball or Blight, or he may wield animate objects for a symphony of pain. There are as many potential Strahd encounters as they are DMs. To see some in action, you can check out my own examples on Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten, airing every Saturday at 1pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or you can watch the full series thus far at tinyurl.com slash twicebitten. And should you find yourself at a crossroads on a misty night, with no company but a black carriage and a tall approaching shadow, don't try to run. It'll only make him enjoy it all the more.